couple years down the road, it's Friday night. You got the uh, you got the night off. You decided. Am I, still, been, am I still working at uh, the Velvet Room? Yeah. So things Why been, have the night off? You just you know every now and then you just need a night off. You know. Okay. You just want to have a night off. You just want to take a weekend to yourself and unwind. You know, nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. So you take a weekend off, right? Lindsay covers the. Uh, Lindsay covers everything's great. You uh, you'll get some pizza. You know, you're like Friday night. Been really good lately. I'm gonna get some pizza and have a Coca Cola. Dang, that's gonna, pretty tight. Gonna smoke a bunch of weed. Gonna put on a terrible movie. What kind of pizza do I get? You walk up to the window. And the guy working the window sees you. And he just turns and he goes, pepperoni and green pepper. Fucking A. He just knows. I tip him $10. He smiles. It's transactional at this point. That's how it goes, man. You know? Sure. He's doing his job. So you order the pizza. He uh, gives you the Coca-Cola. Ice cold. Have I been, uh, did I eat anything like sugary before this? No, you were prepping. Okay. okay. And, yeah. and you know, the last couple of years, you've been good to yourself. So you've been, you know, taking oh, better cool. care of yourself. So you, you have a little more wiggle room these days, you know? All right. Then hell yeah. So you have this Coca-Cola. It's just a hot Friday night, you know? I guess I probably take a... Well, I think I would honestly probably uh, wait for the pizza to be done to drink the uh, well, the Coke. It I was, was really for like it was really hot. Well, so you, you drank a bottle of water. You drank the Coke and you threw in the trash, oh. right? <laughs> I and drank like, the entire thing, the whole thing, while you were waiting. Holy you know, shit. it was really <laughs> hot. Oh my god, how hot was it? One hundred and twelve. Hot was one hundred and twelve. One hundred and twelve. Fuck. Hottest day of the year. Your pizza comes out even hotter. The guy behind the counter goes, oh, hey, man, don't forget your Coke. And he gives you another one. He kind of looks at you. You both know the score. You get out of there. <laughs> okay. You go home. <laughs> we both know the score. 100%. There's cool. no sense hiding it, you know? Sure. Okay. That's, you know. That's You're good to them. They're good to you. Okay. That's that's the agreement. Yeah. I, I mean, I said them 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, how yeah. you, you get it. So you go home, right? Smoke a bowl. You watch a, you know, you watch a dumb movie. You fall asleep. Watch. Uh, you watch a movie called Where Juggernauts <laughs> Dare. <laughs> and uh, it's a okay. story. It's a story of uh uh, it's like this is where juggernauts dare colon the untold story of little person wrestling okay and it's just like profiles of like little people who are wrestlers you know and okay. you know you watch it you're real high uh you laugh too much you know so you uh you fall <laughs> like asleep insulting amount yeah yeah fuck. all right 
yeah you fall asleep, but it's just you you know you don't think anything of it sure so you uh you fall asleep right you wake up and it's probably like five o'clock you know you uh saved a piece of pizza for later you go oh fuck this rules it's one of those where you didn't even think about it you know and then you're like oh yeah i did that way to go past pat yeah you're reaching in the bag i'm ready for that pat dean special you reach into the ba- that bag with pepperoni and green pepper. It's still warm somehow. <laughs> what the? F- that's and cool. it's warm. You look down, and there's something else in the bottom of the bag. It's a, uh, it's like a card. And once the, it's it's red, and it says hell on it. Oh my god! What do you do? Open it. Well, you pick, hell? yeah, you pick it up and it's like a postcard, you know? Yeah. It just says hell and it feels warm to the touch. I guess I, uh, well, yeah, I guess instead of open it, I just turn it over. The other side says heaven and it's like cloudy and blue and you feel that and it's like cool to the touch. Okay. And then as, uh, as soon as you read the other side, your phone rings, you look down, it's the big blue L. You answer yeah, I answer it. What do you say? Hello. Hey, is this uh, your is Patrick Dean speaking? Because hey, this is a uh, Miranda uh, Elmhurst from the Lanolax Corporation, and uh, I see you just got one of our one of our tickets to the new Heaven and Hell event. And she goes on to tell you that uh, there is a a traveling show rolling through the united states called heaven and hell okay essentially uh you wouldn't well part of it is you get a you get a free ticket you know but basically you go inside and it's like it's like a virtual simulation and there's two modes heaven and hell so when you're in heaven mode you envision heaven the way that you see it and you can interact with the people who you believe are in heaven Wow. So, like, if you had like a, a lost relative, like this, this computer program will basically uh, use your brain, the chemicals in your brain, to figure out what's happening, and Jeez. like project that image onto this virtual simulation. You can go into hell mode, where you can also imagine what hell is like, and you can see and interact with the people who you personally believe are in hell. So if there's somebody who you just like really didn't like and thought was a bad person and you thought that they would end up in hell, you can like think yeah. about them in hell and experience them, you know, being in hell. And I feel like, like there's talking. like uh I think I can think of like less than twenty people I think should be in hell. But you uh you think about it, you write the list down, you put it in your pocket. After you finish that phone call, because you know, she's like, Yeah, free ticket tonight. Eight o'clock. It's a one-person thing. It can take anywhere from you know ten minutes to thirty, depending upon the person. We want to give you enough time to uh, spread your wings. Okay. So she gives you she gives you an address. It's in the Fiesta parking lot, right off of I thirty-five. Oh, by a short stop. By Sherwood Coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Thirtieth and a half street. It's like right there. In that parking lot, yep. right next to the Fiesta on the lower deck walked, of 35. Walked by there yesterday. 
So you're like, fuck it. You know, I, you, it's not like it's far, you know, it's not like you don't know where it is. It's not like you're not going to go past there. So you go, right? You see that it's like a, it's like a the size of like a small RV. There's a man standing out in front of the front of the door. You park the car, you know, Ford Fiesta. You get out, walk up to the, <laughs> yeah. walk up to the guy. You give him the ticket. He goes right this way, and he opens the door and he leads you up into, into this this uh this cabin. Basically, there's a, a big like dip in the center of it, and bolted to the floor is like a barbershop chair. And there's like a headset that's descended from the ceiling. And all around you, it looks like some sort of paneling. You can't really tell what it is. And he goes, have a seat. You sit in the chair. Yeah. He uh, hits a button on a control panel. Helmet descends. Fits over your fucking bald ass head. (laughs) He he drops it. And it's like... It's like a little loose, and he he yeah. goes he go he comes over and he kind of looks and he goes, "What the?" And he goes back and he pushes a button for the the no hair setting, and it like shrinks down to like fit your bald head. He had a program for somebody who had hair, but it, you don't. So he uh, he's like, "Hey, my bad, sorry." Uh, so he he goes, "All right, um, you can choose heaven or hell. Let me know when you're done, and then we'll switch to the other side. Uh, which one do you want to do first? I think we're going to do heaven. He goes, he kind of like smiles to himself. He goes, okay. He closes the panel, hits a button. Who's the first person you think of? That's in heaven? Yeah. Um, first person. Aaliyah. So you think of Aaliyah, right? And it takes like... Yeah maybe like five seconds, but she pretty much materializes in front of you. Whoa. She looks like, uh, she, she's wearing that outfit from the nutty professor music video. You know, the one I can't think of the name of the song. Very high. Oh, I, I, I honestly do know what you're talking about. Yeah. The one that's got that, <laughs> that baby cry in the middle of it. You know, that was a terrible um, impression of it, but it was, get, uh, what are you, are you that goal? somebody? What is your goal? Sometimes I'm good at good yeah. Right now I'm not at not at. Oh, yeah. Remember that baby yes, part? Say no. Yeah, is it, tell me need Are you that somebody? Tell me I need somebody. That yeah, song rules. That song. Baby rules. girl. That video. Oh, I am the man. It's top yeah, notch. Yeah, yeah. So she's wearing like that, like. Got people shaking, shaking my hand. Oh. Timberland. Yeah. Sorry. Baby girl. Better known as Aaliyah. Yeah, man. That song fucking rules. Great song. She's standing there and. She kind of looks at you and she goes, hi. What's up? And uh, you don't like know a lot about her, Leah. You just know that she's like a very talented singer. So she just like starts singing, you know, Wow. and like dancing and stuff. And just like she can't really she's not going to talk to you. You don't know anything about her, you know? No, not really. So you got to thank you're like, oh, this is boring. She dissipates. Who else do you think? of? Uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. Who else do you think of? Who's the next person in heaven you'd want to see? Um, oh, uh, 
probably our buddy uh, Montgomery Wayne, the Cosmic Cowboy. You think of the Cosmic Cowboy, right? And you just smell some dank butt in the air. Hell yeah, dude. And you hear him laugh, almost like he's riding a horse over a hilltop, you know? <laughs> okay. And you, you get this you get this picture of him with that cowboy hat on, his eyes, you know, glazed over, pleasant demeanor. And he says, Pat, brother, <laughs> you look great. Thanks, man. And Monty, he looks great. You know what I mean? So you you wind up like having this really pleasant conversation with the Cosmic Cowboy Montgomery Wayne. The RIP. Cosmic Cowboy himself, yeah, yeah. He uh bids you farewell, climbs back up on his his horse, rides away, just giggling. <laughs> you spend what feels like hours just reminiscing with people from heaven until you just can't think of anybody else anymore. Yeah. The machine senses your brain has sort of reached its limit. The, uh, the man with the glasses comes back in. He goes, uh, you ready to switch over to hell? Yeah. He goes, this one can, might take a little bit longer. He goes, if you need anything, I'll be outside smoking. What am I supposed to do if I As need he, And when he says that, you're kind of like, you like the thing descends and <clears throat> everything just like feels hot, you know? <laughs> Wait, he doesn't answer me? No, he's just outside. He already hit the button. Uh, everything just feels hot, you know? It feels like uncomfortable like not like you're in pain but like you don't know how long you could take this okay you feel like uh flames nipping at your heels almost who's the first person you think is in hell uh adolf hitler so you think of him and he materializes in front of you son of a and he looks like terrified, you know, he looks broken. Dang. You try to speak to him, but you don't know German. So it doesn't really, you know, do yeah, a he, lot. Didn't, he didn't speak English. That's kind of funny. So you, uh, you know, it gets pretty boring pretty quick. You try to like make some points. <laughs> it definitely does not get through, you know, I try to debate him. Yeah. You try to like raise, uh, you raise some valid points. You know, if anybody was there listening, they'd, no, yeah, you're sure. on the right side of things, but right, but did not no work. Translator. Okay, yeah. that sucks so fucking bad. Who else do you think is in hell? Um, I have to think about this because um, I don't know if I believe hell exists, but mm -hmm. I have to figure that there probably isn't that many people there, right? I don't know. I, f I feel like most people are fine, and I feel like most people don't murder or, you know. So you don't have any more ideas of people who might be in hell that you think are in hell? I would have to... Th I mean, give me give me one second. Sorry. I'm going to think about it. So we you kind of like... Hitler. You kind of like paw your chin. You know what I mean? You're thinking about it. The machine senses that you don't have anybody top of mind and it gets ready to like power down dang and then you hear this you hear the scream of a woman the hell? and you kind of like look up and coming around the bend you imagine hell to have like this rocky center and a lava moat and you're walking in a circle that's been you know walked on for thousands upon thousands of years yeah you see a woman come running around the bend 
she gets up to you and you recognize her it's a it's a girl who you uh, you briefly dated back in the mid aughts okay her name, name her name was uh, Stephanie Beverly Stephanie Beverly <laughs> yeah I dated her. You said what, like two thousand, like seven or something? It was, uh, two thousand six to two thousand uh, seven and a half. <laughs> Stephanie Beverly. You guys dated. You had a uh, torrid romance. Very passionate. Yeah. But like the fuse on a firecracker, short-lived, burned out, too hot. And, uh, you know, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. Things, you guys were kind of going in different directions in life. Yeah. And it's a shame because, like, you know, there were things that you guys really clicked on. And uh, it was a thing that you felt like if given proper attention and, and care and, you know, you were able to really put your all into it, it, it might have just been something. And to be honest, it's been a long time since you felt that way about anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I've had some of those. And she looks older now. She looks to be, you know, your age. But you see her kind of running around the bend. She uh, has auburn hair. Yeah. It's tucked underneath a Orioles ball cap. <laughs> She's got on a green t-shirt, jeans. Yeah. She says, she says, she looks around. She goes, Pat. She goes, we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> okay. She goes, she takes her hat off, shakes her hair out. She goes, it's me, Stephanie Beverly. Hello. She says, she says, Pat, I was murdered. What? She goes, I need you to find my killer. And, you know, you're kind of like, what the fuck? And she looks at you, yeah. she, she says, uh, New Year's Eve, 2006. You kissed me in that Denny's parking lot. Dang. That was our first kiss. And it was. Okay. It was just a peck on the lips when the ball dropped. But that was the start of something so much more. And you think back to that moment and you're like, man, it was it was one of those things where it's like the ball drops and there's a there's a kiss and you both kind of feel it. And you kind of look at each other and hesitate and pause and hold for just a moment. And you look at each other and think, man, what if this is it? What if this is the start of the story that I'll tell for the rest of my life? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it went on to be a thing that, uh, you know, that really shaped you as an adult and, and taught you a lot of things, right? But like I said, didn't work out. You haven't seen her in years. She tells you she's been murdered. And she needs you to find her killer. Jeez. She goes, uh, start at my old house. She goes, it's the address is 1612 Marquette. And she starts to say, like, the next word, and the machine powers off. Okay. The guy with the shades comes in. He goes, uh, everything okay? Yes. 
he goes all right usually people last a lot longer in hell you know it's more fun but he kind of like eyeballs you he goes you sure you're okay yeah i'm doing okay buddy thank you kind of eyeballs you as you leave <laughs> he does he what do you do i think i walk outside you take a walk outside it's getting pretty late in the day you think like man there's no way that's real you know the, there must be something in the computer you know that makes you think that like what the fuck was that it's just a weird it's a weird thing to have happen and you already didn't trust it you know because sure. you could materialize like Aaliyah and adolf hitler you know those were the people that you chose but yeah. you know uh to each their own so you uh you go home right you're just like the yeah. whole night you're just like convincing yourself like that was bullshit right that was so dumb sure next day you're off right it's just something that like there's something about it that you just can't hate you just can't shake sorry we're like you just don't it feels like you, you kind of keep going like man what if it's real what yeah. if that was what if that was like a real thing and you're like she knew our first kiss was in a denny's parking lot on new year's eve 2006 and then you're like having that that little talk with yourself like yeah because you know that dummy that came from your brain yeah but she seems so real and she looked exactly how you think she would look at this age okay. you know yeah and like i said you haven't seen her in years so you think about it all day you uh you look her up and she was she she's dead jeez and uh dang it looks pretty recent you know like it just happened within the last like six weeks so you uh you know you're kind of like well this this fucking this kind of changes things you know yeah it makes me makes you think about it a little bit more and honestly the rest of that night you're just kind of like you know what like i've got the address you know she gave me part of it like i, I could look it up you know like, what's a big deal you're like i can get out of the house anyways it's late at night walk outside right get into your car turn the key you start to pull up the uh address in your phone and you look yeah. in the passenger seat and in the passenger seat in the glow of the moonlight you see a pristine, unopened, milky way midnight. Holy! Your eyes dart to the clock. Eleven fifty-nine. Oh my God! You throw the the Ford Fiesta in park. You think to yourself, "We're going to do this. Let's do this right." yeah you unwrap the milky way midnight and you are immediately you're wearing a fucking black slacks you got a starched stiff white shirt holy shit black tie it's fucking duster fedora on your head you're in the little pet midnight mobile 
you pull up the address on the phone, 1612 Marquette. You see that it gives you several different options. Street, road, boulevard, drive. Which one do you pick? She didn't tell you. Hmm. She did not tell me? No. She just gave you the number in the street. Dang. I guess I just pick at random. Would you go to street, drive, boulevard, avenue? Drive. So you punch in... 1612 Marquette Drive. It's the nearest one to you. You got to plot it out, you know, like that. You uh, pull up to 1612 Marquette Drive. Park the Little Pat Midnight Mobile down the street. Get out. Snap that fucking duster. Cool. And take your first steps towards the home. It's a... uh, it's like a nice little house, you know, nice little subdivision, pretty quiet. There's a little like hedgerow in front. You kind of creep behind and walk along. Your black fedora hides in the darkness of night. You peek up above the hedgerow and you look into the window and you see that there's like people inside watching TV. Not really like just hanging out, watching TV late at night. Sure. What do you do? Hmm. Do you think they're the people who uh, are responsible for the death of Stephanie Beverly? They might be, right? I mean, they're one of four, potentially, you know. I get closer. You get closer. You see that they're uh, they're watching How Porn Was Made, the series. It's on Netflix, yeah, where they just talk about, like, famous uh, pornographic films and how they were made and, like, fun stories from, like, behind the scenes of pornography films and the industry. Okay. So, it's pretty informative. It's like a, you know, it's like a well-made show. (laughs) Oh, it's interesting? Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Mm. It's like the show that, like, breaks pornography down for for the everyman. Makes us understand it. Sure. It's hosted. Uh, it's hosted by Alton Brown. It's breaking is out. Is there of like things. a? All right. Is there a different window that I can break into the house with? Um, you kind of like look around. They have like a they have like a chain link fence that leads into the backyard. You hop the fence. Yeah. You hop the fence. Your duster sort of like carries you downward. You know, like you definitely don't <laughs> fall as uh, as fast a rate as normal, Pat. Yeah, you more you more descend. So you uh you kind of go back to earth. You look around the backyard, nice quiet backyard. You see there is like a back door. You try it. Absolutely, it's locked. Is it a uh? Is it a glass door? It is a glass door. I kick it in. So you uh you kick in this glass door as hard as I can. You hear the the terrified shriek of uh of you know the people living inside uh, uh Cheryl and Daryl Ronstadt and they were just inside watching you know how porn is made and uh, a man just kicks in their back door 
uh cheryl like i said just absolute terror you hear what the fuck and you see daryl kind of like come through uh he sees you break breaking in his back door he opens up a cabinet oh, and he pulls a pistol out he puts one right in the yeah. middle of your eyes right in between your eyes he fucking blows your brain out of the back of the fedora all over his fucking Damn. new kitchen wall they just got us like a, a new like uh like backsplash installed like within a week and now the grout is just going to be ruined, you know? And I'm shot in the middle of the eyes, you said? Yeah, right right in the middle of the eyes. Like, in, right between your eyes. Daryl Ronstadt never misses. That's what he says. What a point. Man. And after, after, he, after, he, uh, after he shot you, <laughs> his wife says, Daryl, you never miss. And he says, I know, baby. Call the police. And man, she performed fellatio on him that night. And ah, uh, <laughs> why did you tell me that? It was just the night where he just felt the most like red-blooded American man moment. Yeah, yeah. But you, uh, you, you kicked in the first door that he came to, and he got two between the eyes because of it. God, you are a horrible detective. I don't even know why I give you the joy of giving you a little pet midnight when you're going to kick in the first glass door you see. I don't know. I guess I thought I don't really know what I thought, to be honest with you. Fuck you. <laughs> what the fuck you fuck me? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you killed you. me. You kicked in the door, Pat. I didn't do that. And then fucking Daryl Ronstadt put one right between your fucking eyes, because he doesn't miss, dude. Alright, who cares? Who gives a shit? Daryl does, because he's gotta clean your brains out of his grout. Bitch. <laughs> 